You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, sad news in the Astros family. Bob Green passed away yesterday in Cape Canaveral in hospice. He would have turned 90 tomorrow. Breaking ball misses in the dirt. Greeny was the first producer engineer for the Houston Colt 45s and the Astros from 1962 through 1995. And he was known as the, the Dean of Engineers to a lot of those broadcasters. Gene Elston, Lowell Pass, Milo Hamilton, Harry Callis, Dwayne Statz. Wife Peggy spoke to our studio producer Bob Elliott and our friend Bill Brown today. So we want to pass along our condolences. Peggy was married to Bob for 40 years. It says Bob only missed one game in his tenure, and that was for their wedding day. I he guess that's allowed. <laughs> he flew out for a game in San Francisco the very next day. How about that? Well, never met Bob Green, but heard so much about him. Uh-huh. Almost feel like I knew him, and a lot of the former Astros broadcasters kept in touch with him. And you know, we had heard that you know, Bob had been in poor health and Certainly, again, send our condolences to right. his wife, Peggy, and their f- friends and family. Absolutely. First producer engineer on Astros Radio. That's a long tenure. 1962 through 1995. We talked about this the other day. 58th yeah. year of Astros baseball. There have only been four producer engineers. <laughs> mentioned Bob Green. He was followed by Mike Cannon, who we've gotten to know. Mike would work with some of the, the visiting team broadcast from time to time you and i first started here that's right and mike a great guy as well and then he was followed by lowell Matheny, who was a producer engineer when we started on astros radio our first first couple of years and now matt bolts but a, a great legacy behind the scenes on astros radio with the producer engineers and it all started with with bob green yep you know, Bob Green's wife, Peg, also worked for NASA in the vehicle assembly building, which built the rockets for the space exploration. Wow. A couple of interesting people there married together for that long. So we want to pass along our condolences. Peggy was married to Bob for 40 years. Out of thin air, pictures somehow appear. You could smell the hot dogs and taste the beer. You felt the excitement as the crowd Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros take on the Oakland A's in Game 3 of a four-game series. Teams have split the first two games after the A's beat the Astros 21-7 yesterday. George Bringer and Martin Maldonado each with multi-homer games, but the Astros saw their win streak end at 5, and the A's won for the third time 
in their last four games. Astros 95 and 51, first in the AL West, nine and a half games ahead of Oakland, and the A's with a record of 85 and 60. Oakland leading for that second wild card spot, a half game ahead of Cleveland. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official healthcare provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Jose Urquidy getting the spot start for the Astros today. Astros needed a fifth starter. Urquidy getting the call. And A.J. Hinch saying earlier, best-case scenario, five, maybe six innings from him. Yeah, he put the, the pitch limit right around the top end at around 85, just depending on how the game goes. I like Urquidy. I like the way he, he moves the ball in and out. He, he pitches. He's able to read swings, and his changeup has been really good. Uh, the breaking ball is a little inconsistent right now, but uh, you get that into the mix and give a hitter uh, three pitches to think about. He, he's a real viable starter in the future for the Astros. Meanwhile, left-hander Brett Anderson on the mound for the Oakland A's, and, and Anderson has been a, a really reliable starter uh, for Oakland this year. However, uh, he's really struggled against the Astros. You know what they do? I think it looks like they pick one side of the plate. You know, whoever it is, say Springer goes up there, he'll look for either inside or outside. And if he's looking outside, he looks for changeup. If he looks for inside, he's looking for that little slider that, that Anderson throws. And that's, I think, why the Astros have handled him very well. Uh, they make sure he gets the ball up just enough uh, to, to be able to get the ball or the bat to the ball and hit it into the gap or over the fence. And that's worked very well. Last two years, they've really beat him up. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the scores of the Astros' last three games, 21-1 Sunday against Seattle, 15-0 win against Oakland on Monday, and then yesterday a 21-7 loss to the A's. So, hey, how about a game that doesn't have a football score tonight? You know, three games in a row where, where the scores have been 14 or more as far as the spread goes hasn't happened since the 1800s. The Spiders did it back in the 1800s. That's how rare these three games have been that the Astros have been involved in, three in a row like that. So, uh, yeah, we're hoping for a good game because it makes more interesting uh, call on our broadcast, but it's just more fun to watch a game that, that's more tightly uh, contested. And I think these two teams are, are, are going to be uh, division rivals for the next couple of years at, at least. And it's two really good teams that have been fighting for the top the last two years. And, and I think uh, – uh, they know a lot about each other. The Astros have had the upper hand for the most part, but uh, uh, this should be a good game here at least. No comment from the Cleveland Spiders broadcasters <laughs> in terms of how they handled those blowout games. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch on the Manager's Show, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Astros catcher and, well, sometimes outfielder Garrett Stubbs, but now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park... Head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. On my way to your, your office here for this, this pregame interview, I, I went through the clubhouse and I heard Air Supply and Kim Carnes. What's going on with the music right now? You know what? We have a, uh, we have a large variety of, of music that floats through. We've had... I can't uh, believe how much old school stuff is in there. Yeah, George Springer is a pretty good DJ, and he will yeah. he will try to, you know, kind of the shock value. And we've had, you know... <laughs> air supply is shock. Air supply. We've had 
um, Shania Twain. Really? Recently, we've had um, um, the theme songs of, of movies. We've had. I mean, he just goes through everything trying to spark a little laughter in there. So I think after after the last three games, two of them have been in our favor. Um, a little levity and a little bit of little bit of comic relief yeah. is probably good. Whenever I'm coming to the ballpark, it's usually music. Are you the same way, or you listen to talk radio? No, mostly I listen to MLB Network radio or game or um, you know. Quite honestly, I'm on the phone a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I use that my 30 minute drive to return a few phone calls. I'll catch up with people around the league and stuff like that. So I um, try to knock that out on my drive. 2001. Uh, you guys are going to commemorate and and have everybody kind of think about what what happened on, on 9/11 2001. You and I were both playing back then. Mm-hmm. What do you remember most? You know, I remember just the utter shock of 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 seeing something happen that I think all of us knew was going to be in history books of our children. You know, I had young kids at the time. My wife was pregnant. We had our oldest um, already, but I but but I knew at that point it felt like we were a part of something that. Um, was tragic that we were going to remember forever. That was going to be in history books. It was a, a very moving time in our in our country. And Where were I was you? playing in Kansas City, and and yeah. we were we were home. And um, I was I was living with Mike McFarland. My wife had gone back to Arizona to, mm-hmm. to we were about to have our second child, and 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 so I was just living in September in a in a in a teammate's house, and um, I was yeah woken up and and you're kind of watching TV and it doesn't look real and mm-hmm. games were canceled. That was very odd that you know to have games not be played and then a week we you know we practiced a little bit and we just watched the news and the in the the coverage i mean it was non-stop there wasn't a tv that i was ever around that wasn't watching the coverage of the um of the towers and i um to this day it's almost you can take yourself back to that moment and when we when we got back on the field how small baseball felt Mm -hmm. how how you know insignificant anything that we were like we doing were right it was just a, it was yeah. incredible and i you know i didn't get that feeling again in my entire career until 2017 with hurricane harvey mm-hmm. I mean, it was a very similar feeling where this helplessness and the games are insignificant but the people matter did you realize at the time because i felt like I, I was watching something that i knew nothing was ever going to be the same again yeah i just i think for the first time you you, you know in, in a in and when everything goes right in the big leagues right we're big league players we're we're we have great lives. We're we're, we're all cities. kind of out great cities, big hotels, and yeah. and it's almost a reminder that not everything is perfect. And it didn't feel like it was going to be perfect again. And and um, you know, unfortunately, as you learn more and more, and especially as I've become an adult in my forties and I have young kids, and and I have a responsibility as the head of the household type stuff, I think of all the moms and dads that 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 had children at home and that were in that building, or I think of. Mm. Um, the firefighters who were just doing their jobs and the policemen that were doing their jobs kind of going to try to rescue people. And um, I've watched documentary after documentary to to stay in tune with what was one of the most horrific days of, of our country's history. Um, yesterday's ball game uh, wasn't good for, for Miley, but uh, uh, the approach by Oakland, you got to mm-hmm. give them credit for, for executing a great approach. Um, what type of pitchers are best to try to go the other way to stay inside? Well, the cutter, the cutter type pitchers, like lefties with cutters, if you're going up. If you try to pull them, you're going to get out, and that's easier said than done. Right. I think you, you know, that's one thing for teams. Every team has had an approach like this against Wade Miley. I just haven't seen it executed almost flawlessly from right. the the leadoff hitter all the way through the nine hole hitter. They were able to just you know put the ball in play albeit softly but in the right areas and and there was a there was a definite team effort to take that pull cut pulling that cutter away from him and 
you know, if anything, I, I looking back, and it's always easy to look back, is I, I fault us for not calling an audible, not like changing things up whenever we to try something a little bit differently. And I, you know, over the years, any left-handed pitcher that we've we've had, I've watched. You know, guys did that against Dallas Keuchel. They do it against Wade Miley. You'll do it against back old school back in the day, Tom Glavin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's it is the, the 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 job of the pitcher and the catcher to call an audible in the middle of that mess. To say no 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 no, you're not going to stay in. So I'm going to throw a fastball away, or I'm going to throw like slow breaking balls, or I'm going to mix in a changeup. We didn't we didn't change our game plan fast enough, and they they ambush us. Now the second part of the game was simply them crushing. Right. They crushed the ball no on our bullpen yeah. and. And that's so it ended up being an unfortunate night. We knew what it felt like on the other side the night before, and and uh, you know we'll bounce back today. Part of that audible. Last thing about this is any of that have to do with like any defensive positioning? Maybe make a change during that. No, not, I don't think I don't think that as much as okay. um, you know there was a ground ball or two, but we're talking about like eight singles in the right. first sight. I mean, we had a miscommunication between Altuve and Bregman that led to a single. They had a base hit up the middle. That we weren't that we're not going to be positioned for a line drive to center. We you know there's a ground ball or two, but um, you know look I, I think if you're if you're defending Chris Davis and if you're worried about the 17 hopper to the right side, then I mean you see what he did later in the game is he hit one up by the train. So I would rather him try to hit a ground ball to second. You want to defend that? Yeah, I would rather him try to hit a ground ball to second than than hit a ball 400 feet. You face a, a left-hander for Oakland today. It's Brett Anderson. What does he try to do, and what's the approach there? Well, we've we've hit him pretty well because we've been able to to hit his his mistake breaking ball. You know, he doesn't throw a lot of fastballs in a row. He will he'll he'll show you his fastball. He wants to get you out with his slider and his changeup, and his he's got a little slower curveball. But um, you got to get you got to raise your eye level a little bit. He can stay below the zone, and and he gets you to chase a little bit and. Um, you know, we've got to make him work. We also need to work with him on the ba- work him on the bases. You know, that's why one of the reasons I'm playing Miles Straw today is to create a little bit of havoc on mm-hmm. the bases and see if we can put some pressure on him. He doesn't defend his position particularly well, and 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 if we can distract him, you know, with some of our our base running, maybe we get a pitch to hit. Yuli not in the lineup today. Pretty soon. Hope so. Maybe by the weekend. You know, I, he's not okay. he's not quite confident enough to to open up and sprint. And until he does that, I'm not going to play him. And he wants to play, and he thinks he could play with a governor on, and 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 that's just not the way we're going to go with. I mean, yeah. I can't afford um, him to 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 be on first when somebody hits a ball in the gap, and him having to score, and, and yet um, not feel comfortable opening up and sprinting. So tomorrow we're going to have him work out. Today we're going to have him work out tomorrow. He'll sprint tomorrow to prove to us and to prove to himself that all is well. If that if he passes those tests, then we'll see him on Friday. All right, very good. Tear him up tonight. You got it. Back with more Astro Lunch right after this. Dramatic putts and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party. Joined by Garrett Stubbs, back up in the big leagues with the Astros. You almost got your first big league home run yesterday missed it by maybe a, a couple of feet when you hit it did, did you think man this this might be it uh i thought well right when i hit it i i knew i hit it well and it was hit high enough to go into the the boxes but once i kept looking at it it didn't really turn over and and uh kick left into the crawford boxes and it just snuck in that little corner back there 
So I got to have better aim next time. <laughs> How inviting are the, those Crawford boxes? I mean, you're a left-handed hitter, so it's a little different. But I mean, when you see it that close in left field, yeah, it's you know, it's it's good to have them there. But you, when you start thinking about the uh, ballpark dimensions and start changing your swing based on that, um, you can get into trouble. So um, it's good to have you know them over there and understand that you know you don't have to uh, necessarily get all of it to get them in there, but. Um, you know, as soon as I start changing my swing, that's when things are going to go south. So I just stick to my approach, and if it goes over there, it goes over there. Do you remember the first over-the-fence home run you hit growing up? Uh, yeah, it was uh, well my first Little League home run I can remember. I only hit one home run in Little League, one home run in college, and one home run in high school. So uh, as far as home runs go, I haven't hit too many of them in my life. But uh, since coming into pro ball, you know, I've changed my swing a little bit and um, been able to get a few more. So the one you hit in Little League, do you, was it was it like a, a, a bomb over that? Was it a, a wall scraper? They're all wall scrapers for me. <laughs> but for, for, you know, they all count the same. So whether it's in the first row or 20 rows deep, um, they're all, they all count the same and they're all homers. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big guy, not necessarily a guy that's going to hit the ball 113 like Yordo. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll take my homers when I can get them. You, um, they at playing the A's right now. Matt Chapman over on the uh, A's side, really good third baseman. You, you got a chance to know him pretty well. I know you guys uh, lived together this offseason, worked out together. How did you guys get to know each other? Yeah, you know, we've been good friends for the last three or four years. We played against each other in college, um, and we've been roommates the last three offseasons, um, work out together. Um, just an all around great guy, um, on and off the field, works his works very, very hard. Um, to get to the point that he is in his career right now. Um, and he's got an even brighter future ahead of him, even with the accolades that he's gotten so far. So um, it's been, he's a great guy. It's fun to hang out with. Um, and uh, we'll be live together again this offseason and work out and hopefully give me some pointers in the infield so maybe I can get a little time in there too. Yeah, how beneficial is it for you as someone trying to establish yourself at this level to? be around and work out with a, a guy who's who's established himself at the big leagues at this point in Chapman yeah I mean that's what you try to do when you're in the locker room um, you know you pick guys brains um, constantly as a young guy um, and for me you know having Maldonado and Chirinos here two veteran guys all-star candidate gold gloves um, it's really nice to be able to talk to them um, about catching, pitch calling, um, handling a pitching staff, and just what it's like to be in the big leagues. Um, so I pick, try to pick their brain as much as possible, and then having um, Chap around in the off season and understanding what he's done to get to the point that he is in his career. Um, you know, you try to take little things from everybody and implement them into your own game. Your younger brother CJ um, got drafted by the Astros tenth round this past year. Also caught at USC like like you did. Have you uh, given him much advice uh, in terms of how to handle pro ball since he, you just went through what he's going through not too long ago? Yeah, of course. And I think some of the advice um, comes inadvertently, you know, just talking about stories and um, experiences that I've had, um, whether it's um, blatant advice or not, um, just hearing those kind of experiences um, travel-wise, in-game, out-of-game, um, all that kind of stuff, off-season stuff. Um, him just kind of hearing my lifestyle and how I've gotten through it or gone through it um, I think's helped him in his first short season. Um, he had a really good short season. I think he had mm -hmm. eight or nine home runs. Um, 
kind of uh, showing me up on the power side. Um, and it's been really fun watching him, you know, getting used to the kind of how we do things around here. You know, I talked to him in the offseason before he got drafted, um, just about the kind of the stuff that we do around here, and maybe he can implement it into his own game. So it's cool to have him around and actually get to see it um, and now get to use it this offseason and hopefully get better for next next year. All right, Garrett Stubbs, thanks for joining us. You'll hit more than one big league over-the-fence home run, I'm sure. I think so, too. Welcome back. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball as teams race for the pennant, brought to you by Apache. Apache Corp, exploring what's possible. Well, one team has already clinched a division. That's the Dodgers. Clinched it yesterday. Clinched the National League West uh, title for a seventh straight year for them with uh, their win over Baltimore yesterday. And Three teams uh, leading their division with magic numbers in single digits. Braves... And Yankees both with magic numbers of nine to clinch their respective divisions. Astros, of course, a magic number of eight. Be interesting to see who winds up uh, clinching a division first. And, you know, you look at the Braves in the National League East, I don't think anybody would have expected them to to have a a nine-and-a-half game lead at this point in the season with the way things were shaping up much of the year in that division. But, man, have they really separated themselves from from a a crowded field? Yeah, I I remember conversations in spring training, Robert, where we were saying, well, who do you think is going to win the National League East? Because we, we played those teams in spring right. training quite a bit. And, and we, we would see Philadelphia. We'd see the Mets. We'd see the Nationals quite a bit because we share the facility. And we didn't really bring up Atlanta that often. We right. knew they have the young talent. weren't sure what they were going to do with their pitching. Uh, they make a couple of acquisitions. They get Fulton Nevich back. And, man, they've been rolling, the steam rolling. And, and maybe it's the Brian McCann effect, you know, in a sure. clubhouse. I mean, there's, there's something to uh, be able to have that type of leadership in your clubhouse that can take you to the next level. So really happy for Atlanta. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.